Imagine getting away with your partner, away from household chores, work responsibilities and daily distractions, or just the monotony that sometimes comes with routine. It's easy to get caught up in the day-to-day -day and put romance on the back burner. But vacationing with your significant other is a great way to reconnect, create new memories, learn and love more about each other through some shared experiences and new perspectives. Welcome to Traveling with AAA. I'm your host, Mary Herendine. Today, we're setting off on a romantic getaway. We are joined by longtime travel enthusiast and lovebirds, Ian and Tanya Fitzpatrick. Attorneys Ian and Tanya co-host the award-winning World Footprints podcast and founded World Footprints, a heart-centered social impact travel media company where travelers of conscience and culture come for information, education, and inspiration in the travel space. Ian and Tanya Fitzpatrick, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, Mary, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. The pleasure is all ours. Now, um, I took a look at your uh, website, and I'm just wondering, what inspired you to start the website and the podcast, and what is your mission? Golly, um, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, oddly enough, World Footprints um, started as a result of a trip that Ian and I took. Uh, we're both lawyers, and... Um, I'm also originally from the Midwest, and so I'm kind of Midwest nice. I say hi to everyone. And, and so we happened to meet um, a woman and her sister who were uh, vacationing at the same hotel we were in San Francisco, and I was complaining about the glass ceiling with the legal profession, and unbeknownst mm -hmm. to me, she was a uh, life coach, and she talked to us a little bit and then gave Ian some questions to prompt me to think about my career. Hmm. And so he kind of coached me uh, in our hotel that night. And I discovered, you know, I have two passions that I have left uh, that have been neglected, horses and travel. And I figured we don't have the money for a, a horse <laughs> right now. And so we looked into travel. We built a travel agency. Um, started doing a lot of promotional work in Washington, D.C. on television that gained the attention of a um, top radio station here who invited us to do a show. And uh, we went digital, and really the rest is history. So World Footprints was born out of a passion for travel. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Now, your own background or your own story of the two of you reads a lot like a, a love story. Ian, can you tell us about how you and Tanya met? Sure. Um, I think we uh, came to travel from different places, but it, uh, it's, it's really the glue that has kept us together. So in my case, I grew up in Maryland and Michigan, and I was able to travel quite a bit as a kid. I was an only child, so my mom and I took trips. Uh, first trip was to Montreal, Canada on a, on a plane from uh, Baltimore to Montreal in 1970. And that's kind of how I got that flying travel bug. And throughout my life, I've had these opportunities, whether it's been to travel to Hawaii or when I was in school to travel to Europe, or I spent two and a half weeks uh, in Europe and the UK, France primarily, uh, uh, the Netherlands, uh, doing a business project when I was at Michigan. And so thankfully, because of that experience, I got a passport. And that was in 
1995, and it was a situation where I had like 48 hours to get my passport before going to Europe. So I had to fly to Chicago out of Detroit and flew to Chicago for a few hours to pick up a passport. But to make a long story short, that passport was the key to me and Tanya getting together because she wanted to meet someone who was well-traveled <laughs> and who had a used passport. And these were questions that she asked of the person who brought us together, who happened to be my cousin, <laughs> who she met. And uh, but for that passport, I would not be sitting here, Mary. Wow. <laughs> he, he's absolutely uh, right. That was a value of mine. I, I lived abroad. And, uh, you know, when you travel extensively uh, and, and when you live abroad, uh, your view of the world is very different from those who've never traveled uh, as, as extensively as I had. And I just didn't want to go through that dating horror of you know, <laughs> dating someone who, who shared a different view of the world uh, than I did. And so that was a criteria. And I found out Ian also spent some time or grew up in Michigan, which happens to be, as I mentioned, my home state. And so I thought Midwest values, he has a passport. So he checked those boxes and I agreed to meet him for a date. Yeah, that's really interesting you say that. You know, when I think about a relationship and kind of why I think travel can be, can really, you know, put the spark back, it's not just because you're doing all these amazing things, but just seeing the world differently together and experiencing things for the first time, but also seeing your partner in a different light, seeing the way that they interact in situations that aren't as familiar. Um, it can be you know, really telling and really bring another bond. And, you know, according to travel polls, um, Americans are planning almost 50% more Valentine's Day trips this year. Why do you think that's happening? Like, is it, do people realize the importance of getting away together? Uh, I think so. And I think, you know, there's a lot of uh, revenge travel going on too. You know, we're just <laughs> coming off of three years stuck at home uh, and people are really interested in in not only connecting with the world, but couples who have been stuck at home as we had, uh, you know, are really interested in kind of nurturing their relationship. And a lot of that happens when you're traveling. It's a very romantic experience. And when you're experiencing new things, tasting new foods, um, that really helps to, you know, build on the relationship that you already have. Uh, travel is going to expose everything. Uh, what It's a romantic <laughs> trip. Uh, you're always going to have something that happens, uh, whether it's frustration because of things being out of your control. So, Character is, is revealed mm -hmm. quite a bit during those trips, uh, whether the intention was romantic. There's always going to be something that comes out of it that you wind up learning something new about your partner, uh, about yourself, about uh, how durable your relationship is, because travel will test that. If you've ever watched The Amazing Race, you, you've, you've seen how uh, couples uh, go through some of these challenges. And regardless of whether you're doing it on a romantic trip, there's always going to be something that you have to 
compensate for. And we had to do that <laughs> during our wedding. We got married uh, in Bermuda. So mm-hmm. it was actually a trip for us and our family and our closest friends. But still, we had some challenges uh, from uh, uh, tuxedo fittings to uh, a missing pair of socks that my nephew uh, needed uh, and just other things that came up. And so we pretty much put ourselves under the travel stress test from day one. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, that that's, a, I think, the thing that has worked for Ian and I is um, when things have gone wrong, and they have gone wrong on some of our trips, whether it was our honeymoon trip in South Africa and kind of navigating, <laughs> oh, my gosh, that, that cattle prod of an airport, um, or missing a ferry when we were in um, Sandusky, Ohio, uh, trying to catch a ferry back from Putin Bay Island. You know, we have found, we have learned to find just the most wonderful treasures when things happen unexpectedly. And, you know, the the ferry that I mentioned in Ohio, we have found the best lobster bisque I have ever tasted in my entire life. And we've traveled, you know, we're in Maryland now, so we know seafood. But Ohio, Putin Bay has the best lobster bisque. And so we've kind of learned how to you know, just look for those um, those little treasures, even when things don't go wrong or right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's pretty, you know, it, pretty critical, I think, is the flexibility when you're when you're planning a romantic vacation is, you know, keeping things light, knowing that things won't always go the way you anticipated. But what are some of the other most important ingredients in planning a romantic getaway? Uh, research ahead of time, um, and I'll point to our um, engagement, which took place in Toronto, of all places, and that was a special place to me because I traveled there quite a bit in my youth and uh, actually had an opportunity uh, to spend quite a bit of time there when I was in law school. Mm-hmm. So. I knew the city pretty well, and it was one of these places that was always special to me because of architecture, and I loved architecture, and I loved Canada. Mm -hmm. And uh, the weekend, we were slated to get engaged in Canada. The the experience that I planned was a helicopter trip uh, in which I was going to present Tanya her engagement ring. Turns out that the entire helicopter fleet was grounded that weekend. (laughs) for maintenance so plan b plan b required me to uh uh think about how am i going to do this mid-air proposal above toronto and working with the owner of that business we figured out a way to uh, go on a scenic tour above toronto on a cessna and uh wow that in mind, uh, we added something. So I was able to hire a second plane to actually pull a banner that asked Tanya to marry me, which she was fortunate enough with her dexterity to catch in flight with the digital camera that I had given her the, the Christmas before. Uh, and she snapped a picture of the banner. But but for that flexibility and saying, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to do this. Uh, that would have been one of those memories and a story that we would not be able to share with you. And that paying it forward, uh, 
a few years later, we met a, a, a person who worked for tourism in Ontario, and she says, hey, I know you guys. Uh, <laughs> I remember reading about this proposal in the Toronto newspaper, and I said, really? Because um, <laughs> it was like 10 years after the fact. Wow. She knew of this story, and so that's just an example of you know being flexible and i like to operate by the mantra blessed are the flexible for they shall not be bent <laughs> and clearly you've got to be flexible when it comes to travel and travel planning yeah and, and mary i'll just share real quickly i do not like prop planes <laughs> and so we're in this little plane going around toronto and uh there's a little bit of turbulence i'm not feeling it and I'm thinking, I'm looking on the roofs, thinking, okay, maybe there will be a proposal in rocks or something on a roof. And um, luckily, you know, the, the the plane with the sign flew by and, and I got my second wind back. But um, I had to be flexible enough to really appreciate his thoughtfulness. But I do not like prop planes. And so <laughs> you we're married. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. I mean, you know, you're telling the story, so it's like the the plane engagement, Bermuda, South Africa for the honeymoon. It just sounds incredible. But, you know, it it's so funny. My um, husband proposed to me in a helicopter. I'd never been in a helicopter before. And he was like, hey, you know, I was thinking, have you ever done a helicopter ride? And I'm like, no. And he was super excited about it. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And um, he seemed, you know, he kept talking about it in the days leading up to it. He was really excited. So when we're walking, you know, I'm holding his hand and his hand's like sweating like crazy. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's really nervous. So he brings his GoPro at the time. He brought his GoPro and I'm like, please don't record any of this. I don't like to be recorded. Isn't that odd? I don't like to be recorded. <laughs> I just, I, I I, didn't even do a wedding video, you know, if that, if that t- is telling, but I was like, oh, don't record me. And he's like, oh, I'm just excited. It's such a unique experience. Well, he brought it so he could record my reaction or engagement. And uh, what we did is we flew over, you know, Laguna Beach area here in California. We ended up getting married there, um, but his friends had... Uh, carved out in the sand, will you marry me? So as we went over, and he's like, hey, look there. And I'm looking, and, you know, I don't see anything. And I look again, and there it is right as we turned away. But you could see the will you marry me, and I just thought that was so incredible. So, yeah, I could see why you're swept away, and I could see why you're the experts on romance. Thank you for sharing that with us. Now, um, this seems like a good good time for a break. We've got some great advice, you know, kind of planning that romantic getaway. But before we uh, heat heat things up. Let's take a quick break. When we return, we're going to dive deeper into finding the best destination for you and your Valentine. If you can dream the perfect vacation, you can create it with Trip Canvas from AAA Travel, the all-in-one platform that lets you research, plan, and book the ultimate getaway. Trip Canvas, let's go somewhere. And welcome back to Traveling with AAA. I'm your host, Mary Herondean, and today we are joined by Ian and Tanya Fitzpatrick, award-winning travel journalists and podcasters who are here to give their advice on planning unforgettable romantic getaways. Ian and Tanya, welcome back. 
Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Before our break, you were talking about, um, you know, the romance and, and being flexible. But what about the destinations? I mean, does it always have to be expensive? Because I'm thinking about that South Africa trip. And it sounds incredible, but I don't know if it might be affordable for me. What are some of the best places to go for maybe budget-friendly romantic getaways? You can always find some place close to home. And whether you live in the city, uh, going to the exurban or outstate or rural areas near near your city, hometown, that can be romantic because it gets you out of your comfort zone and vice versa for uh, those folks who are out in the rural lands and the hinterlands going into the city because it just changes things up and you got to look at the world a little differently. And so for us, a lot of times, it's going to the small towns in the mid-Atlantic area. And we've got some favorites. We're close to one place where we did a little romantic uh, va- uh, Valentine's trip to Hershey, P- PA, Hershey, Pennsylvania, the sweetest town on earth. And uh, <laughs> I love it. we did that on a snowy Valentine's Day many, many years ago. But uh, it was just one of those things that we had spa treatments and Tanya had a special chocolate spa treatment I mean, and that everything smelled like chocolate yeah. everything and so you know that was that was yummy in itself the the bathrooms the bedrooms so uh, um uh, but yeah that that was that was close but we what's our other uh the outer place? banks we've done yeah. that we've done that for camping and uh the eastern shore of uh virginia and and maryland so We've done camping, again, a lot of work, but to be able to be by water, which is very important to Tanya, and have those sunsets and those sorts of experiences, those were things that we did, even though uh, for some camping may not sound like the most exciting thing, but depending on where you go, you can always build in things. So when we uh, did Chincoteague, uh, we were able to take a boat ride with just us uh, uh, right around the evening time to see the ponies uh, out in the sound and uh, to enjoy the sunset. And it was just us mm-hmm. uh, along with our our captain. And so, uh, and that wasn't too far from home. It was a pretty much a quick getaway, a two and a half hour getaway from Washington. So I always think no matter where you are, there's always some place close to home that will be breathtaking, be romantic, and allow you that time to just have some fun with each other. Yeah, and and I think one of the things that we still do to this day, we always like to find a first, you know, a first experience for the two of us, um, whether it's flying in a new air, an airplane that neither of of us have flown in or visiting a city or going to uh, a museum or seeing, you know, a new movie or art exhibition. We always look for those first. And one of our, um, I think one of our close, really, really close to home uh, adventures was a bike ride around BWI Parkway, followed by a picnic. And oh. that was an anniversary trip for us. So um, traveling and having those romantic moments does not have to cost you an arm and a leg. It can be, uh, you know, it could cost nothing but time. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you. Yeah, it sounds like it. And as you're telling your stories, I'm just sitting here going, wow, that sounds so romantic. Now, one thing that's not romantic uh, for me is is um, totally missing the mark on what I would find enjoyable. So what are your thoughts on maybe surprising the other person with a planned romantic getaway? What do you think? Is it a good idea to surprise somebody or should you stay away from it? I love surprises, um, and and Ian has always hit the mark um, for me. Um, I I I would have to defer to him to answer <laughs> for the surprises um, I've made. You know, I think I think if uh, you know your spouse, you know your significant other. If if they like surprises, then surprise them. If they're not into surprises, still surprise them, because. <laughs> The other thing about it is, again, as we've talked about being taken out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. or shaking things up, whether the person likes surprises or not, it's the thought behind it mm-hmm. and the memory that comes from that. So if you're like me, I'm not a surprise person. I, I think probably because I'm, I'm a lawyer and I've got to anticipate a lot of things. And so surprises are not a good thing by nature for for me. But some of the best memories that I have are things where Tanya surprised me. And so I'm grateful for those. And uh, mainly because of the memories. And as time passes, you look back. Maybe it's because people who were part of that event are no longer here it means a lot more. And, and I think particularly as we come into this post-pandemic era and a lot of us have gone through a lot and you look back at those memories, you, you realize that travel really is about building memories. And so whether it's a surprise or, or a plan, at, at the end of the day, you're going to have that memory and that will sustain you in those times when uh, things are not going well or you're just dealing with tough situations, you can always draw on those things. And uh, that's the thing that makes travel meaningful, most meaningful. Yeah. And I, I mean, I when I think about some of the things I've planned for Ian, you know, I'm I am an adventurous soul. I um will jump off a building which i have done my husband will not and so i I will not purchase a um, a pass for him to go to uh, the 108th floor of a building to jump off because i know he'll hate it um and so when i'm planning surprises you know i i do keep his preferences in mind and I may kind of sprinkle in a little bit of the things that i want to do as well um to keep it fresh for both of us. Yeah, that's important, I think. Yes, surprises are great, good surprises, and things that are maybe outside of the comfort zone, but still within reasonable limits, I guess. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. Now, um, finally, what are some of your personal favorite romantic uh, places to go? What's at the top of the list? Golly. Oh, there's so many, but... uh... I would say Brazil is one of those places. 
Uh, we love Brazil. We spent two and a half weeks in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And I think closer to home, um, Berkeley Springs, West Virginia, because, you know, we I love history. I personally love history. And that's uh, there's a national park there. Um, that has natural spring waters. And so they have a a couple of spas, uh, places to get a massage. It's also where George Washington's bathtub is built into the ground. Um, And, uh, you know, there's an arts community. uh, And sometimes, you know, we'll just go for lunch. It's an hour and a half drive for us. Uh, So, I mean, but there's so many. Honestly, Mary, it's hard to... Mackinac Island for Mackinac us the Island. first time. Yeah, uh, my, my home state. <laughs> yeah, we, it was cold when we were there, but we pretty much had the island to ourselves. And Ian, uh, Ian had never been, even though he lived in Michigan, he had never been to the UP. And I, and Mackinac Island was my playground as a child. And I, so we went, I surprised him kind of with a trip to see the fall colors, which is you know, spectacular. Mm-hmm. So... There's again, almost take a dart and throw it on a board and we'll we'll find a favorite place <laughs> wherever that dart falls. And Bermuda will always be a special place for us just as South Africa because we honeymoon there. So when we've had those opportunities to go back to South Africa and yeah. go to neighboring countries. Namibia. Namibia. Namibia was incredibly romantic. Um, we dined. We dined and bathed and everything wow. uh, under the the stars. Beautiful. It sounds amazing. As you talk about it, I can see that you know, Tanya, you were so right about ensuring that there were stamps on that passport. And what a great connection. Um, over your love of travel and clearly your love for each other. Thank you so much, Tanya and Ian, for you know sharing your stories and your advice with us today. Thank you, Mary. Yeah, and thank you to our listeners for being with us. If you're planning a trip, be sure to connect with a AAA travel advisor. Check out AAA.com forward slash travel or visit your local branch. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. I'm Mary Herendine. Thank you for traveling with AAA.